This podcast is part of the MyPodcast.com network. Go online right now and get your very own 100% free podcast, MyPodcast.com. This is a download from cjmedicon.blogspot.com. The Music Press. In this podcast, we'll be recapping what we've done so far. Let's start with the important developments within the Music Press. We shall look at key dates and some of the significant magazines. So let's get going. The Kiss. 1926 is a key development in the music press. Melody Maker was first published. Melody Maker was the first weekly newspaper that began by focusing on the coverage of the jazz scene. By the mid 50s, Melody Maker had competition from NME and this was more a more youth orientated newspaper. They both covered the emerging rock and roll scene. Both are famous for their tabloid newspaper format and the monochrome print. This newspaper print offered weekly information on upcoming releases, articles on artists and their music. Even into the 60s and 70s, Melody Maker and NME dominated newsstands in Britain. These magazines were popular because they offered the only up-to-the-minute access for people to the music scene during a time when music was an essential part and an important contributor to youth identity. Key features of the Inkers The Inkers provided factual and detailed accounts of music and therefore the format of a newspaper reflected this. The Inkers had a reputation of serious music journalism. They weren't interested in the image and glossy pictures. They focused on music coverage. They provided detailed coverage also of independent label artists and those that were not producing mainstream chart-based music. Did the Inkers sell out? As we know, it's often argued that even into the 70s and 80s, the Inkers were the only source of information on the indie scene. But in the 90s, pressure was looming, declining sales, and this resulted in a glossing up of the image of NME and Melody Maker. The magazine format was adopted in 1999 and in year 2000 Melody Maker was no more and they combined together to make the new NME. This is owned by IPC Media. Billboard Magazine Billboard Magazine was one of the first publications devoted entirely to the music industry. It was first printed in 1894, but it was in 1936 that it first published the Music Hit Parade. Billboard magazine led the way for the arrival of the charts system and America's Top 40. Because the magazine focused on publishing sales and chart data, this magazine really did target music professionals because it was a good reference source. It was still available to the public it has moved with the times and even today Billboard magazine focuses on charts but it also focuses on information on DVDs and internet music downloads. Fanzines Fanzines are often referred to as fan-based or independent publications and these emerged in the 60s. A very influential fanzine was Crawdaddy and this still has an online edition. Many of these amateur publications 
highlighted the relationship between music and the fan pace creativity. This desire that fans have often to document a scene or to highlight musician, genre or band. often fulfil a need in the audience, one that is possibly missing from mainstream or so-called established music magazines. Often, the mainstream music press is sometimes slow to catch on to particular movements, underground or subcultural styles. most important punk fanzines that I would like you to refer to is Sniffing Glue and this started in 1976. It was the first British amateur publication to document the punk movement. Fan based publications are very important today. Look at the range that can be easily accessed online, these so called fanzines or fanzines. Amateur zines are an integral identity within the history of music journalism, so it's important to remember them. Rolling Stone Magazine Rolling Stone Magazine was conceived in San Francisco and was first published in 1967. And if you've listened to my other podcast, you'll know that this is the summer of love. This really emphasised the relationship between music and culture and society. Rolling Stone magazine focused on this youth, hippie lifestyle movement, often referred to as the counterculture. Rolling Stone magazine contained reflective articles about music and social change. It was seen as much more political. It was concerned more with mass culture than new releases in the music industry. Rolling Stone magazine has evolved over time and now it covers all areas of entertainment, political issues, many of which are unrelated to music. Smash hits and the genre specific mags. Brightly coloured glossy fortnightly magazine Smash Hits started in 1978. It offered a new mode of address. It accompanied music that was chart based, mainstream and really did appeal to the teen audience. Smash Hits was a really influential magazine. Artists and bands were no longer featured just because of their musical ability. They were interviewed because of their personality. And so we got the so-called personality interviews, and these dominated smash hits. Yeah. 
Smash It's focused on backstage gossip, these personality interviews, and it was the first magazine specifically aimed at a teen market. genre-specific magazine. It evolved directly from Smash Hits, but Kerrang! was much more music-orientated. Many argue that because Smash Hits targeted girls, Kerrang! targeted boys. But maybe that's just stereotypical because it dealt with metal music. Kerrang! was packed with interviews, reviews of latest albums, uh, reviews of gigs and live concerts. There were still competitions and giveaways such as posters, but the magazine generally had a less flippant mode of address. There was much more aggressive language, slang and expletives. All of this reflected the aggression and the anger of metal music. The 80s and the gloss. Many argue that the 80s were the decade that saw a focus on style at the expense of substance. A significant development in the music press was represented by The Face magazine. of the face magazine was this full glossy uh, stylish format which really was a stark contrast to the inkies the face was a monthly magazine and it really focused on targeting a post-youth market it embraced the relationship between music fashion and lifestyle the layout was image heavy and articles were slotted between full pages of musicians and celebrities, fashion shoots and adverts. This style of magazine opened the floodgates 
to many magazines targeting a 20-something, 30-something demographic. It was this demographic who wanted not only entertainment and wanted to know what was going on in music, but wanted lifestyle advice. Many argued that without the Face magazine, we would never have had Q. Q developed in 1986. There were also other magazines that came, to, came out of this period, Select and Box, but these are no longer around. We also have Mojo, Uncut. They have all been placed, um, or placed the music press firmly within this glossy magazine identity that all began with the face. Collector Magazine was a monthly publication that appealed very much to the subculture of musical enthusiasts, these people who collected rare recordings and memorabilia. This was really important as a magazine because it placed the fan as a collector. It was crammed with adverts, sources for buying and selling, articles that were written by collectors and by readers of the magazine. artists, their careers, developments, their legacies, um, biographies and collectibles. It began as an A5, relaunched in 2003 as an A4 magazine format and exists today online. of this magazine is very much down to the reader. It's all about the interaction between the reader and the magazine. The interviews, um, reviews of fanzines, um, questions, this whole network of contacts. This magazine wasn't just entertaining, it provided an excellent service for collectors. Some have argued that the Record Collector magazine is almost a, a magazine version of eBay. And I have to play the rest of this song because being from Wigan and a big fan of the Wigan Casino and Northern Soul, I love Jackie Wilson. So this is for me. that you have to remember about the development of the music press. Number one, early publications. The early publications documented factual information on the music industry. 
they focused on record sales and information that appeared in a chart format, very much aimed at uh, an industry of industry personnel, music professionals. Secondly, number two, we've got the Inkies. These were newspaper formats and uh, pre presented extended factual information on music with articles and interviews with artists. The readership of music press uh, was now much wider. It was no longer confined to music uh, industry employees. The third key point, the 1950s saw an expansion of the music scene, mainly down to rock and roll. This saw youth targeted as a consumer market. Music specific publications grew in importance. It's where most people learned about new releases, band information and concert events. The fourth key point, music fans and the relationship between music and culture and identity. You must remember this. One of the key developments in the 60s saw the whole interest of fans and advertisers and music companies all coming together. The role of music to people and society and culture was discussed in many magazines like Crawdaddy and Rolling Stones. And remember, we saw the development of fanzines. And point number five to remember, don't forget genre-specific publications. This was a significant development in the music press. The music press market expanded in the late 70s and became more genre-specific after smash hits. During the 80s, we saw a rise of lifestyle magazines that combined music and other entertainment forms. After discussing the five key points, making reference to specific publications and talking about key dates and developments, don't forget to talk about where the music press is today. You have to discuss the role of technology, how we've become more digital, the uh, importance of the internet, places like MySpace, for example. Having a good general knowledge about how the music press began, how it's developed and the main changes will really help you in your exam. Good luck. Thanks for downloading from cjmedicom.blogspot.com.